You are listening to The Truth Experience, the podcast that inspires young people to identify truth and encounter God. Uh, I am your host, Alec Nider, along with my co-host, Sean. We are back we with are back. the podcast. Yes, it's, it's been, been a minute. Like a month, maybe? Two yeah, months? almost two months. Know. Yeah, it's been, it's, been a, it's been a minute. We took a little break to come at you with a season two. Um, but you might have noticed we changed the name to the podcast, and we just kind of want to take a second to talk about that. Um, and why we changed the name. So before we were called, you know, the CCLV High School Youth mm-hmm. Podcast, and now we're called the Truth Experience. And um, and what, why did we change our name? Yeah, well, first off, we felt like CCLV, even though it was a great name, we came up with it. We're very proud of big it. Big time. <laughs> we were big time. Very original. Um, we just felt like we wanted to give a name that kind of didn't feel like it excluded some people, you know. We do go to Calvary Chapel, Las Vegas, um, but we want it to be more open to anyone to listen to. So we encourage you, if you go to this church at CCLV or you don't, that you could listen to this podcast. And if you do go to this church or you do listen to this podcast, you could share it, you know, to friends in other states or yeah. friends in other churches. You know, we're talking about things that are broad in every Christian church. Yeah. Know? And the second reason for us was that we wanted to have a name that identified who we are. And yeah. what we want to do every episode is to bring uh, truth to whatever topic we're talking about. And we're not going to just talk about hard topics, although we will. We'll talk about hard topics. We'll talk about spiritual topics. We'll talk about current events, things that are happening in yeah. day-to-day life. Um, but uh, we just want to bring truth to every situation that, that we talk about. And yeah. um, even if it's, you know, uh, you know, whatever, we just want to bring b- biblical truth because sometimes there's so many opinions out there. We want to um, show you guys what is truth in every situation. So that's kind of the the heart behind the name change. This is season two of the same podcast, new name. We are excited to get into yes, it. Very excited to be back. Yeah, and um, we had a little bit of idea. We wanted to make this fun also. So we had an idea. Um, I want you guys to tell us what you think about it. Um, you can DM us on Instagram or whatever. Um, we thought about reviewing food on this podcast also. This Go is in. just going to ruin my diet. So <laughs> <laughs> Going to different places and telling you guys what we think. Uh, let us know if that'd be funny to watch. If you guys want to hear us chewing and stuff like that, it's kind of up to you. But... Um, but yeah, that's an idea. Uh, today, we are going to have um, just an amazing time. We are talking about um, the topic, when I'm struggling with God. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know about you, but there's been multiple times in my life when I've felt like my relationship is in like a struggle with God. And there's yeah. different reasons for it. And we're going to talk about those. Um, but have you ever struggled with God? <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I feel like um, this happens with a lot of Christians. You get saved. Um, God does a radical thing and you almost have that honeymoon period, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes, you know, six months, a year after that, that goes away in a sense, you know? And then you kind of have, you feel like there's like a door from the heaven, you know, and you can't get through it anymore. So that definitely happened for me probably a year into Christianity for a couple months where it's just like, you pray and it feels like it's bouncing right off the ceiling right back to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely been through those situations myself. Like, um, Probably multiple times yeah. where I feel like I like that, that the door to the heavens is closed, like it's silent, you know, and it's like um, it's really hard to pursue God. You know, we're called. We all know this. So, you know, we don't really need to talk about this too much, but we know we're all called to pursue God every day we have. But sometimes it feels like I can't do that. You know, yeah. like I'm struggling with that. I don't want to do that. Um, and we just kind of want to talk about the reasons of why that might happen. Um 
But first, before that, let's we want to talk about some personal experiences mm. and kind of get into a real intimate moment with you guys and um, just share what it was like when we struggled, where we were, how old we were, you know. So you were a year ago. Yeah. Talk about what that what was like. Yeah, so you're into Christianity. Um, so I was living, I lived in the summer with my dad in Simi Valley, California. Shout out to Simi Valley, California. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what that is. I don't even know where that you is. You shouldn't bro. know what that is. It's just a bunch of old people. But, <laughs> but um, new Christian and, um, you know, really on fire praying and reading and that type of thing. And just really felt like God like woke, awoken me. And then it just after a while, you know, it just kind of became routine, you know. And we could talk about a little bit later things that maybe get us to feel like God's not listening to us. But I felt like at that time I fell in such a routine that everything was so mundane that, you know, I didn't know how to get out of that because I was kind of trained that this is how I do Christianity, you know. Yeah. And that, I guess I was kind of like Catholicism a little bit. I was kind of like focusing on the acts mm -hmm. more than anything else, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? Specific example. Um, there's been a couple times in my life. Uh, I think that right after I got saved, like it was a really hard moment, which, you know, like I didn't have. I don't feel like I had the honeymoon phase, like, right away, you know? <laughs> maybe and, it's because I was never grew up in the church, so no, it's like, yeah, what maybe, is this? Yeah. This is so weird. You maybe, know? but for me, it was, like, right away, it was hardship. And mm. um, and right away, it felt like, you know, there was just, per not persecution, that was the wrong word, sorry, but but just, like, just problems uh, yeah. right away, you know? Um, but a little bit later on, even in that moment, even when it was hard, I still felt like God was there close to me. He was teaching me. But a little bit later on, um, when I was graduating high school to where I was going to go to Bible college, it felt like silence. Yeah. And it was the worst experience because it was like the biggest decision I have to make is like right now, where am I going to go to college? And you're not talking to me. Yes. No idea why you're talking, not God, talking God to God will me. do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, um, that, that was one of those moments where I was like, man, like this is really hard. And then there was a couple times in Bible college, um, one specifically my first semester where um, I definitely felt alone and I felt, you know, I don't know if you guys, you know, probably most of you haven't gone to college yet, but um, if you're a young adult and you're listening to this, you have gone to college and you're like, maybe you can understand what this is like. It's like, I'm all alone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to make friends because that's not who I am as a person. You know what I mean? I don't like reaching yeah. out, right? <laughs> um, and God's silent also. I totally feel alone. And uh, we're going to talk about maybe some reasons for that. And I think I've experienced both reasons, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it was definitely those those were really hard moments of my life where it was like, why is God so quiet? Yeah. Why is there no voice from heaven speaking to me i feel like i need i need him right now but it's so hard and it's not just him right it's like, it's also me like i feel like i can't even open my bible and have a like a good quality time with him i don't know if you've experienced you don't that. Have that desire no that not desire. at all yeah. and then when you're reading it's like you yeah, skimming like, over everything yeah it's like okay i can skip this paragraph it's a genealogy yeah and i don't need this like that. oh i yeah. don't need this and i feel like i'm not saying this is your example but um I feel like even when you, sometimes when you go to college or out of high school, let's say you're going to college out of state, a lot of people don't even realize it, but their Christianity is based on other people a lot of times, yeah. you know? And you may be, you know, you were doing the Christianity thing, you pray and you read, but maybe half of your Christianity is lifted up from your father, who's very biblical, or one of your leaders that's very biblical. And then when they're out of the picture and you have to stand on your own two feet and maybe not just one foot like you were before, yeah. you know, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, 
God, I'm not hearing God anymore, you know? I'm not having those experiences I used to have with my youth group or with my church, you know? I'm sitting in a dorm by myself, yeah. you know? So that could be very tough for sure. It can be. And I think that that's something that I... I think you do too. Like, we fear for... Um, the youth that we interact with on a day-to-day basis because yeah. you are growing up in a church, right? I'm not saying all of you because hopefully you're listening and you've never even been to church and this would be a great opportunity for you to come to church. But some of you that are listening, go to church on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. or a weekly basis. You know what I mean? And you're involved, you're serving. And unfortunately, how many youth have we seen go from high school? They look like they're on fire. They go to college yeah. and something changes. Like so many times. Right? And it sucks. It's scary. And it's not something that we want to like, we're not trying to bring fear or anything like that. But the reality is this does happen. And I think what you just said was so important that sometimes in high school, there's this unfortunate thing that our relationship with God is not our own. It's based on someone else. Like I've grown up in church. My parents have always told me this is real. And I've never really questioned it. And as soon as I get to college, I was supposed to go to a Christian school, a Bible college. Mm-hmm. But if you get to another college, you're going to be tested right away. Yes. Right yeah. away. And if you don't have your own relationship with God, if you don't have your own experiences with God, there's nothing that's going to um, going to keep you safe, you know, except yeah. God doing a miracle in your life. For sure. And that reminds me, just real quick, um, talking about when we feel far from God, um, the story of Elijah that he mm. took on, you know, the prophets on Mount Carmel and um, immediately left and was like doubting his relationship with yeah. God and just wanted to die. and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. That's that's kind of similar that he felt like he was the only Christian in the world. And um, if you're going to a place, you're leaving high school, you're leaving, you know, the safety of your home church, the safety and the covering of maybe your parents' Christianity you may feel like the only Christian, especially at some of these like huge colleges and things like that. And you, it's hard, you know, but it definitely builds character. It and does. builds faith for sure. It does. We want to talk about a couple of reasons of why we think that, that we struggle with God. And I say we because we're all going to go through this. Yeah. And especially one of these reasons, the second one we're going to talk about, um, this is going to happen more than once in our life. And I think there's a few reasons for it that I'm excited to share. But there's two reasons today that we're going to cover. There could be more reasons. Mm-hmm. disclaimer, but we're just going to talk about two of them today. Um, the first reason that we think um, we struggle, we sometimes as Christians struggle with our relationship with God is because we're struggling with sin. Yeah. Um, have you experienced that in your life? 100%. <laughs> I think we all have. There's no way, you know? Yeah. And the funny thing is, um, whatever you're dealing with, let's say you're deep in sin, if it's like lust or something else, you know? you go into prayer a lot of times and you're saying, God, why did you leave me? Or God, why are you not there? And it's like, you know, God's saying, I haven't moved, you know? God's not moving. He's where he is. You're the one who took five steps back, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really key. Um, Sin is going to change our mind too. It's going to change our mindset. It's going to change, it's going to take away that consciousness of God that we have. Yeah. So when we start not thinking like God, and we start focusing on this world, um, Scripture says you can't love God and the world. You yep. know? So when you start sinning, it's loving the world, and your mindset changes. And that's when we, I feel like we get into the thing you talked about, where it's like, you know, I'm going to read my Bible, but I don't really want to. You yeah. know, Or I'm going to just kind of skip around just to say that I read a chapter. You know? yeah. And I'm only going to put a sentence in my notes. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's because your mind is slowly changing because you're giving it away to the sin. Yeah, and unfortunately, like I feel like when we get into that spot, the 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 walk with God is no longer a relationship. It's something that we're just trying to check off the box, yes. right? I want to read a verse real quick. Um, 
this is what I actually read in my personal Devo this morning. Um, I was, I'm in First John, uh, and um, I got to uh, chapter 2, verse 3. It says, now by this we know that we know him. Um, and I just want to stop right there real quick. Everything we do in our relationship with God, reading the Bible, is all just to know him, right? Yeah, so, sure. so by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Mm-hmm. Now, sounds really abrupt, sounds really uh, aggressive, but yeah. I think it's also a warning. It's like if you get to a spot where you are struggling with sin— you're in sin, not only, not just because in the first, and in, in not too, you know, not too far before this, he says that we as Christians are going to struggle with sin and God is able to forgive us. But, but it's when you don't keep his commandments, when you're continually walking in sin, you're not going to know him. Yeah. And I think that in my life, there's been a few times where God has been silent and I've been crying out, God, why are you, you know, you're not, you're not there. You're not listening. Where are you? You're not talking. And the reality is like, yeah. I'm stuck in sin. <laughs> I haven't made an attempt to get out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I just feel like sometimes we chalk up, we automatically blame God. I've done this in my life. I automatically blame God. He's not talking. He's being quiet. He's not answering. Um, he's not speaking to me through his word. But the reality is, like, I'm in sin. Like, my heart is is facing the opposite direction to God. It's not loving God. It's loving sin. Yes. And so often, I think that we can get into the spot where we're so deceive we're so deceitful that we deceive ourselves to think that God is doing something wrong. When the reality is that we're in sin. Yeah. So, but what do we do after that? You know what I mean? So, so Sam, somebody's here is like, you know, yeah, okay, that's me. Like, I'm listening. I'm in sin. Um, but what do we do after that? How do we get out of that? Get out of the sin. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, like you said, we serve a jealous God, and we can't serve two masters, you know? Mm-hmm. God loves us, and God loves the sinner, but he does not love the sin, you know? And he wants us. It's just the fact that we are going to have a close relationship with God when we remove the extra, you know, remove the fat from our relationship that's not supposed to be there and get rid of the sin. Um, I think prayer is huge. We say God does not listen, you know, when that happens. But if you come to God asking for him to remove your sin so you can have that intimate relationship. One thing I love to pray that I encourage you guys is, you know, God, help me love the things that you love, Mm. you know, to change that mindset. Help me want to read the Bible. You may not want to read the Bible. You may be sitting here like, I don't read books, you know. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. I'm the same way. I barely read any books that aren't the Bible, you know. Um, Ask God to change that in your heart, you know? If mm-hmm. you don't want to spend those 20 minutes praying, ask God to change that in your heart. I feel like that's a big thing that God is willing to do that because he wants to spend time with you, yeah. you know? He does want to spend time with us. And I think that um, we can't spend quality time with God if we're in a spot where we're loving something else, right? You yeah. said that we can't serve two masters. We can't sit on the fence with God. God is not, like you're either for him or against him. It's not, yes. there's no middle ground with God. And um, a great way, to to get out quote unquote mm-hmm. of sin or get back to the spot where you're um in a solid relationship with God is to repent and yes. fall on your knees before God and say I acknowledge my sin I'm sorry and what does the bible say in James that if we confess our sin to our brethren he is faithful God is faithful to heal us right if we confess our sin to him he is faithful to forgive us so I would just encourage you guys like the hardest thing to do is to admit that you're in sin. Yes, so hard. It's so weird. It, it, it's like a spiritual thing too, because you may be sitting here like, I don't want to tell anyone that I'm doing something wrong. Like, 
think you talked about this this Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard, and like especially if you're a man watching this, or even if you're young, just young people in general. Yeah, we're very rebellious, and we don't want to like and prideful. Yeah, I am anyway. prideful. I don't too, know about you guys. Sure. <laughs> oh, so, I'm on it, but um, you don't want to like proclaim to someone that you're doing something wrong. But there's no. something spiritual. The moment you tell someone that you, like you need help. It like changes everything. It does. It does, and I think it's not just this random act. It's because God designed it like that. Yeah. God totally designed it, um, a way out of our sin that you have to admit you're wrong, and I think the fear sometimes is, I don't want the consequences. But the reality is, the consequences sometimes help us get out of sin. So if you're here t- today, you're listening, um, where whenever you're listening to this, I just want to encourage you. If you feel like you're struggling with your your relationship with God, take a look into your life and say, "Am I in sin? Am I struggling with sin right now? Am I doing something that is not pleasing to God?" And if you are, it's your turn to repent, mm-hmm. to acknowledge your sin before God, to confess it to your brethren, somebody that you look up to, um, somebody that is a spiritual leader in your life. Confess your sin, and He is faithful to forgive and to heal you. So. Um, that is one reason why sometimes we struggle with our relationship with God is because we're struggling with sin. The second reason is uh, we struggle with our relationship with God because God is quiet. Yes, it's on God's end sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it is, right? <laughs> sometimes God is quiet on yeah, purpose. For sure. Why is that? Um, I think I think there's a lot of reasons, but the main thing is God is always asking us, do we trust Him, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you look throughout the Bible, nothing builds faith like, you know, trusting God. And if God answers us every single time, gives us a roadmap of our life, gives us a roadmap of what our day is going to be like, it doesn't take much trust, you know, because God is just telling us how it is. But it's those times when God may be quiet for a while that, you know, we have to trust that I'm not really hearing from you now, God, but I know you still have me, you know, and mm-hmm. I know I may not hear from you today and it may seem very quiet today, but a week from now, I'm going to be getting all like, yeah. everything you're saying. Yeah, I heard a story one time. I had a professor, pastor speak, and um, he was teaching a class called um, The Life of David. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Really good class. Um, and it was just going through the life of David, and he was talking about an experience of his own life. He was talking about um, when he first got saved, and uh, he first got saved, and he started reading the Bible right away, and it was like a year of like reading the Bible and just... Every time the floodgates opening and yes. like God revealing heaven and earth <laughs> to him every time. And then he got to the book of Hebrews. And the book of Hebrews is amazing, right? I don't know if, if anybody else thinks Read that. Read the book of Hebrews. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. Um, shout out to the author, uh, whoever that is. <laughs> Paul, Luke, whatever. Um, and he got to the book of Hebrews and for some reason one day he didn't get anything. And this is the first time in his Christian relationship he didn't get anything out of the Bible, right? And he was like, well, that's weird. I'm just going to put this aside. I'm going to read tomorrow. Same thing happened. Comes back tomorrow, nothing. Same thing happens the next day, the next day. He stays on the same chapter in Hebrews for weeks trying to get something out of this book, this chapter, but nothing is happening. He reads for 30 minutes. He puts it aside. He's like, I don't know what the deal is. And one day God spoke to him and said, Lock yourself in your room and read until I speak to you. Read until I speak to you. So for hours, this guy, this pastor, he wasn't a pastor at the time, was reading and reading and reading. And he kept reading until God spoke to him. Mm-hmm. And what his point was is sometimes God is quiet so that we pursue him more. Yes. Sometimes he's quiet to draw us closer. 
our first automatic reaction when God is quiet is to be like, okay, I quit. You don't want to talk, God? Then I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm going to go play video games. Yeah, I'm know? here for you. Like, yeah. what the heck? Yeah. Like, I took time out of my day, and you're not going to talk? You yeah, know, exactly. So prideful. Yeah. Um, and that's our first reaction. But the reality is, sometimes God is quiet because he wants us to pursue him more. Yes. And if we give up so easily, what's going to happen when our faith is tested? What's yeah. going to happen when we're in a really hard moment and we feel like everything is falling apart? Are we just going to give up on God right away because he doesn't speak? Um, and that that story really spoke to me because there's been plenty of times where I feel like it's a dry season where yeah. I'm reading and it's not getting something out of it. But God always reminds me through this story to pursue him even even more. Mm-hmm. You may feel like you're struggling with your relationship with your relationship with me, Alec, but I just want you to pursue me more. Yes. I want you to dig in deeper. I want to take you into a new step in your relationship with God and see where that see where that goes. And I want to show you something completely different, but I need you to pursue me. Yeah, even. that's that's really good. Um I think of the Bible character Daniel and um in the very end of the book, he's He's praying, um, trying to get a word from God of when, when are we going back to the land? When is Israel allowed to go back to where, you know, Jerusalem is and to the promised land, all this stuff. And he's praying and he's praying and he's getting nothing, you know. And what does he do? He starts fasting, you know. That's that digging deeper into God, like I'm going to pursue you more. And he fasts for 21 days till finally an angel appears. God speaks to him and gives him the whole rundown of of this is when you're going back. Um, this is when the Messiah is even coming. This is when all this is happening, you know? Um, and that wouldn't have happened if he just prayed, God didn't speak, and he was like, okay, God doesn't want to tell me when mm-hmm. we're going back, or God doesn't want to tell me about the future, so I'm just going to stop. And thank God he did fast, yeah. because now we have this amazing chapter that yep. tells us about, like, you know, what's happening in the future, and just showing prophecy and showing that the Bible's correct. So sometimes you just have to push even farther, and you're going to have your miracle, or your, like, Oh my gosh, God spoke to me moment mm-hmm. when you push him farther. Yeah. So to conclude, what do you think we are to do when we feel like we're struggling with God? Mm-hmm. Like what is our action? Like what yeah. are, what is our application from all of this? No matter what the problem is. Yeah. I think one, knowing that it's perfectly normal, I yeah. think is really, really big. Um, it's funny you talked about that, that professor taught um, on the life of David. If you read the Psalms, one Psalm, David is like, oh my gosh, God, thank you. You def- helped me defeat my enemies. This is amazing. You're like, oh my gosh, David loves God. You go to the next one. He's like, God, why do you hate me? Yeah. Like, just kill me already. <laughs> like, you won't talk to me, like all this stuff. So it's very normal to have highs and lows in the Christian faith. But when you are in that low, don't just go, woe is me. Um, God's not talking to me. I'm going to wait till he talks to me. Pursue God. Mm-hmm. If that's in prayer, reading, whatever it may be, worship, just pursue God. And the deeper you go, God is going to speak to you and you're going to have that breakthrough for sure. Yeah. Yep. I think I think that's it is no matter what the issue is, whether it's sin, whether it's God is quiet, pursue him deeper. Yes. He's no matter which one it is, he's calling you to make a change and go deeper in your relationship with God, whether it's to put away sin and to follow his commands or whether it's um, just to know him in a deeper level and to pursue him more and to teach you how to pursue him more. So I think the conclusion for no matter who you are, where you're at, if you feel like, and if you don't feel like this, but, but for sure, if you feel like you're struggling with your relationship with God, I encourage you to pursue him a little bit more. You know, just mm-hmm. just a little bit and see what happens. You know, dig deeper, make it a priority, make it number one in your life. And God will totally bless you for that. When you make a decision like, okay, 
you are my priority, God, and I want to pursue you more, man, he totally blesses that in your life. For sure. He's and that's a promise. Show up. Yeah. It's a promise. Yeah. It's definitely going to happen. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I hope that this encouraged somebody. I hope that somebody um, who is struggling with their relationship with God, who feels like God is quiet, who may be in sin, listens to this and realizes, hey, there's a way out. This is not the way it's going to stay. Um, just encourage you guys, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, um, to continue to pursue God. He will do amazing things in your life. Thank you guys for listening to episode one of season two. We are so excited to continue this season. Um, make sure you share the Truth Experience podcast with your friends. Um, we are excited to get into this. Love you guys. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day.